Welcome to Bo's Cafe. Uh, Bill, it's good to have you back. Thank you. Yeah. Good to, it, be, uh, good to be back. Definitely. We, I don't know if we knew what we were doing these last four weeks, but... No. Um, we just skitter off yeah. into the nether yeah, regions yeah, without you. I mean, it's sad. It's hard. There's it's probably a lot of fun crying. and funny, though. Yeah. I, I would I say oh, yeah. Sometimes not even that. Not even <laughs> funny. No. We're just depressing people. Yeah. Well, we had a, we had a wonderful, yeah. wonderful time away. It's the longest in my life I've, I've gone a whole month without having anything to do and intentionally not doing anything and loving it. I That's mean, great. really, really. It was Some amazing. people can't do that. Like I told you yeah. guys, one day, our whole day was an adventure to go 35 miles to a place called Johnson's Corner. That was it. That's what we did that day, and, and we got a um, cinnamon roll. So that was, that, that was, that was like, a day. Yeah. If I go yeah. 35 miles, I'm not getting a cinnamon roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I told David they had one there in the case, a 13-pound cinnamon roll Wow. Whoa. for 15 bucks. Oh, so there you could get one cinnamon roll. Yeah, and I had 35 that, that was yeah. a major cake. Oh. Well, here's my question. If you eat 13 pounds of cinnamon roll, do you immediately gain 13 no, pounds? No, you gain 15 Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to drink something with it. Oh, oh I see. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a sugar high. Uh-huh. Oh. Would that kill you? I think it would. I think yeah. it would. How could it not? I mean, How could it not? Thir- no, you're putting 13 on you. Yeah. I mean, right? You're putting more than a, a small <laughs> infant. Yeah. <laughs> Was it worth it? The oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was just something to do. Yeah. It was just so, just so silly. But and uh, what, what was the highlights, though? I mean, besides being away, I mean, what, what did you enjoy doing? Um, besides mostly, eating cinnamon rolls. No, mostly, mostly what I think happened was Grace and I really got in touch with where we are and some of the dreams we have going forward. And uh, choosing now to make some really good choices to not live with so much pressure. So we had yeah. lots of good personal interactive discussions. Really, that's really great. Good Dreams stuff. of coffee cake, yeah. Danish, <laughs> <laughs> just all the different uh, confectionery yeah, treats. It was, it was really, really good. And Grace's mother, who's 96, was with us the whole time and did remarkably well. She just oh, had three great. days where she wasn't feeling good, but she was right in there. Excellent. Wow. And, Excellent. And of course, then the second, maybe even the first highlight was the grandkids, Joe and Joy, and their four kids were over the top fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Over the top yeah. fun. Yeah. Just an Terrific. amazing time. Wonderful. Wonderful. Sai is, uh, I could talk for an hour about Sai. Who is Sai now? Sai is our Cy. youngest grandson. He's a very unusual kid, got all kinds of wonderful, odd ideas. So one day you're in the car. And he says to his mom, you know, Mom, I'm really a lone wolf. <laughs> and she says to him, well, Cy, what do you mean? Give us an example. He said, well, like today, he said, I didn't put any underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lone wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I am a lone wolf. That'll keep you alone. <laughs> she said, everybody. Gosh, did you guys car. just break off? Oh, everybody in the car just scattered from <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> but that's Cy. It just those kind yeah. of memories, they just last a long time. Yeah. It was wonderful. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Well, we're glad you're back because we didn't want to finish these ladders without you. Oh, that's I good. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, we put and some time in those ladders oh, a few years ago. You bet. And uh, this is one of our favorite rungs that we saved for you. Well, thank you. Uh, the first rung of the character ladder, uh, humility. And and uh, so 
we've been talking about the rails, the yes. environments of grace and relationships of trust the last couple of weeks. How does this rung intersect yeah. with those two rails? What does it, how does it interact yeah. with that? As we wrote, we were thinking that these three parts are, um, you can't separate them. They're, they're totally interrelated and dependent on each other. There, there are no relationships of trust without humility. Uh, we, we created, as you know, Bruce, uh, we created a definition for humility. It's a relational definition. It's trusting God and others with me. So that in order for me to actually have a relationship with someone that is trusting, I have to be a person with humility who's willing to do two things. I have to be willing to trust you, and I have to be willing to be known so you can trust me. The critical, critical. Uh, we do a lot of work with leaders, and... I, I can't even think of an exception where a leader in crisis isn't struggling with a breakdown of relational trust. I, I can't even think of, a, of an example. Yeah. And then the environment of grace uh, is dependent on the humility and relationships of trust being a reality. Because unless that environment is safe, and it can't be safe if there isn't trust, and there cannot be any trust without humility, so, so you can't separate those realities. Uh, people can have and often do have a theology of grace. They really do. They understand the Bible teaches grace. What they don't have is they don't have an understanding of the application of grace yes. to a relationship. Yeah. And, and the application of grace is always, always comes because of, of trust. And, and so therefore those three Foundational. In fact, as we go up the ladder in the weeks to come, um, there's one other reality, and that is that my person, the development of my person, the spiritual maturing of me, is dependent on humility, but it's also dependent on my letting others into who I am. Hmm. So, so it isn't, it, it's like, well, relationships of trust, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is, without it, none of us get to grow up. And so we have thousands of churches full of immature Christians because they don't know how to grow up. Yeah. Now, la last week, we had the people, uh, if they wanted to, read First Peter 5, yes. 5, 5 and 6. Right. Um, guys, what does... First Peter 5, 5, and 6 have to do with this rung and with these rails. Uh, th thoughts on that? Why do we point people that direction? Well, uh, I'm glad I'm back. I've got a lot to say. Obviously, you guys don't, so I'm going to just keep talking. Um, you know, there's a promise in that verse that often is overlooked in our minds. It says that God gives grace to the humble. There's, there's a promise in that. And, um, and the humble are those who are trusting God. So, so that in 1 Peter chapter 5, we have this truism where God is saying, trust me. And when you do, that act on your part 
freeze my grace to your benefit. Yeah. And as we'll go up through the ladders, it not only frees my grace to your benefit, but it frees my grace to the benefit of those you influence. So the ladder will take us to that place. But that promise is very interesting. I, I have one more thought I have on it, and that is, uh, for many Christians, there is a direct relationship in their theology between trusting God for their salvation and his grace. They, they, they just get that part. But there's a vacuum in the lives of so many Christians who don't see the same principle applied to their life. Yeah. I, I don't just trust God for my salvation and therefore by grace I get saved. Trusting God is my way of life so that I am invited by God into this environment of grace on a continuing, living, daily basis. That's what the Christian life's about. But somehow we've got it so messed up. And so we have lots of, quote, evangelical Christians who can adamantly declare their salvation and then live defeated Christian lives because they're not any longer trusting God with who they are. Yeah. So what is the uh, connection between trust and obeying the word? I'm glad you asked, David, because there's a rung for that. <laughs> well, there's an app for that, actually. Yeah, there's an app for that. Aren't we just three weeks ahead, though? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in asking it, you're, you're, you're right there. And that is that when I trust God, I am doing a multiple number of things. But one thing I'm doing is I am allowing God to be the initiator. That's, that's an incredibly important principle. All of my attempts to please God, in which I am the initiator, puts me in control of the relationship. And if obedience is not rooted in humility, then I'm the initiator. Exactly. Yeah. So that, David, uh, my thought is that you would be asking that and we would be saying, okay, when I trust God, the reality of that trust is that I will obey the God I trust. Well, that's a novel concept. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. But but in reality, it's it's what is true. Uh, somewhere between that trust and obedience is a little word called submission, which we'll get to sometime later. Well, that would mean that trust really is that important and not just some mamby-pamby word because most of the time we see those as really oppressive rules or exactly. really negative things. As opposed to something that, if we actually trusted him, oh, those would all be very positive things. Not only that, they'd be freeing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's where the freedom comes. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that you mentioned there's a promise, and that is that this humility attracts God's grace. And there's another, there's a converse promise, I guess you'd say, in there as well, that pride will spurn, will will reject his grace, cause God to turn the other way. Exactly, and that's another reason that this humility is so crucial yeah. is that I actually cause God to, as John will say sometimes, sit on his hands yeah. because uh, he rejects the proud. Um, so those, it's kind of a double promise. It is. It, it, it is it, a double promise. And um, knowing that trust attracts God's grace is part of the reason why these rails uh, come to life. The environment of grace comes to life in a 
process of relational trust. I have some more questions, but we're going to have to hold that for next week. And John, I, th- I think this is the first time, right? Is this the first time you've ever done a podcast and not not uh, spoken in? So uh, you like did say something about yeah. the app. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The app, I felt like that was. Yeah, and maybe we can expound on that. Next, next week, week you'll, yeah. you'll be yeah. the voice. Good. Bye, you guys. See you.